Pacquiao coming to you live from World Championship in San Jose. Welcome to the Living Legends Podcast. If there was like ranger cards, you think they would have given you a ranger card, right? Instead of a light card. So. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's like the the forces of light include the ranger in it. I know, I'm just I, I'm just I'm just like copium. All right, it's probably just going to be some sort of light card, obviously. But um, I'm still supplementary set. Things have to be supported, or do they not? That's that's the interesting. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think so, because James said that this is like this supplementary set is Different. not is not like the other ones. So like, I yeah. think they could just do whatever the hell they want. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think it's a really yeah. lore relevant supplementary set. So it, it, I think mm -hmm. they just put all that stuff in. Um, yeah. So it's a, I am recording, I am recording now, by the way, so we can, we can keep this in, but uh, yeah. it's an interesting <laughs> precedent. If it is primarily light and shadow, because does that mean in the future we're going to get like a primarily elemental and like draconic, you know, set that ha that, you know, mm. has support for those two things, right? Yeah, or like region, like, or like region slash talent support, but it's in supplementary form. Like yeah. you could go to the Savage Lands and explore whatever the talent is there or go back to the pits and explore whatever the talent is or whatever is there etc rather than having to put everything in these supplementary sets they're focusing on honing in on one part which might be law based or it's i mean yeah. definitely like at least a big portion of it is lore based right because they've, they've talked about this monarch trilogy and how dusteldon is the second in the monarch trilogy the third actually they uh talked about in the ign article the third will be in 2025 will be the final piece in the monarch Ooh. trilogy and then they also talked about that um in an interview that james did with uh one two juice shout out to one two juice those guys are really cool um that james said that they have the lore planned out up until that point um i think oh, no. i think he said like up until 2025 or some, something around there if you if you remember exactly what it is if it's 2027 or something let me let me know in, in the comments uh mm. but um 2025 yeah. bloody and he, hell and he said that it's gonna change things uh, but i mean like ob obviously it's gonna change things because you're gonna have like a winner um but yeah exactly this obviously we're recording now so welcome back to living legends podcast everybody <laughs> i'm your host for today uh my name's Az from going and gaming and joined by uh, my two favorite people in the game bill and kel how's it going hell yeah also also <laughs> my favorite people in the game so yeah <laughs> exactly. i was kind of expecting you to say after as said oh bill and kel and you said hell yeah for some reason my brain just auto completed that to hell yeah and that's like <laughs> the worst tagline ever <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh oh no <laughs> uh, oh yeah thanks i hate it <laughs> yeah fantastic oh i love it <laughs> but a little uh, a little peek behind the curtain today we're an hour early recording this and uh, i just have to say bill looks like keanu reeves today it looks like he's going out somewhere tonight so he, he looks <laughs> splendid no you're you're just surprised because i i recently took a shower so. oh me, ah, me me too right that's what it is for for the i would like to also point out for the audio only view or listeners out there that all three of us today are wearing 
plain black shirts. We also oh, all, have, all have glasses and long hair to some degree. We're like, oh my God. Hair and we're, we're like all matching. <laughs> if we wanted yeah. to, hey, wow. we can do the Living Legends podcast uh, band. And like, we're just, we're, we're, it's like we're going to like a, like a photo shoot or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. goodness me. Yeah, we're just going to be, need... we're just going to be pictured with our arms crossed like this. The, the, the best part about that is that I was talking to my partner Robin before and I was like, should I put on like a like a collared shirt over this to, you know, make it look a little nicer? And I'm like, no, oh, the studio's really hot today. I'm just gonna just go with the plain black shirt. Um so yeah. it, was, it was actually like a conscious decision to, to do that. Yeah. Funny. I actually didn't even realize that until you pointed it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that looks so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really amusing. Uh, I've, had to, I've, I've had to do a little screen capture for the people that might not be watching this. Um, so go and check out our Twitter tags after we get to the end of this episode yeah. to go and see the absolute black t-shirts, uh, long hair and glasses trio. Uh, <laughs> so maybe that maybe there's maybe there's even a Photoshop waiting for uh, for like a band profile picture or something of all of us three in it. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, if you haven't if you haven't guessed already, uh, it's going to be quite a loose episode today uh, because when you're hearing this, it's going to be Wednesday the twenty eighth, I believe. Yes. Um, is it twenty eighth? Uh, oh which is the last uh, the last podcast that we physically record and you listen to, which is before the spoiler season starts. Um, so we're in this sort of in this sort of lull period where there isn't much going on people have already seen all the spoilers that have come out all the promo cards and trailers and all that and us as creators uh, are still waiting to release our videos and in some cases all three of us included still waiting to see the f- in cards yeah yeah <laughs> uh, like to bear to bury the lead a little bit all three of us have got yeah. word that we will have spoiler cards but right. we don't know what they are yet for the most part, I think we have a little bit of hints as to what they yeah. are, and in some cases, not really a hint. Like, I can say, like, and everyone has been posting on Twitter and stuff, like, I've got a shadow card, I've got a light card. Well, I can tell you, uh, welcome to the monastery. I, no! I, I, I do have a shadow card. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we have uh, We have also got confirmation that we have a shadow card. Hell yeah. Um, but that's... All that we know here at the Spike Feeders uh, yeah. is that we have yeah. a card that is aligned with Shadow in some capacity, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see what it is because obviously I'm a big fan of Chain. Although I was kind of a winner in, on either side because I love Chain and I love Prism. So I, yeah. one. <laughs> I I feel that Shadow just kind of fits my vibe more, even though I've, I'm a I'm a big fan of Prism. I just love her artwork and um, I love her character, especially if she turns out to be evil. I will love her character even more if she turns out to be like. <laughs> To have like this, this this switch that I think is going to happen. By the way, I think I think it's going to be the big reveal. Not in this uh, set, but in the third of the Monarch trilogy, we'll have the big uh, reveal that I've been talking about. That uh, the light is actually not does not have the best interests of humanity in mind, and they're like yeah. more, more on subjugation rather than uh, liberation. And uh, I think yeah. we'll have a big heel turn on Prism. Uh, she'll still be light, but she'll be like you know. Uh, the kind of like very oppressive oppressive light so yeah um, and we've, we've seen a lot of that in the in the lore already about the shiana story and all that sort of thing of her being cleansed from the inside in regards to the uh yeah. the shining light of soul um and that's that's what happened to me the, you know this that recently i've become indoctrinated uh by the shining light of soul 
Um, and uh, I made a stupid like little little Photoshop of myself on the take flight art, um, which I think is absolutely awesome. The take flight art is awesome. It's like yeah. it's got this warrior. Uh, with a shining light sword. It's not bolting, actually. It's just a normal bloke with a shining light sword. And it's got this all this light just cleansing these demons in the foreground. And I just photoshopped my face on there with glowing yellow eyes. Because I'm, in fact, the only one out of three of us that's getting the light card of some, descri- uh, some description. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's going to... Pray to your Fulgen. false god while you can, for the darkness <laughs> comes for you. So we've got a, we've got an internal conflict in the podcast tonight. It's two against one, but uh, here we go. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I've got a light card, and obviously these two these two fellows have got uh, shadow cards, which is going to be cool. Um, Bill, I think um, obviously your last card was was cryptic crossing, wasn't it? A rune blade card. So maybe it's going to be another rune blade, another rune blade thing, perhaps. That makes, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, our mm. we we had cryptic crossing for what's that? Was that dynasty? Um, I uprising? think so. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. for Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah, then, yeah, it was in Dynasty, and then we had um, was it was uh, it the it's one of the arrows for uh, outsiders. Yeah, we had Infecting Shot infecting as shot. our the good one yeah, as yeah, our Outsiders card, which is a banger of a card. Wow. Let me just say, yeah, um, I've shot you yeah. multiple times with that in the ringer. <laughs> yeah, because it's who knew that a one for seven <laughs> was a good card. It's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. But well, uh, potentially eight if if you have aim counter on it too. Exactly. Well, and then also yeah. as just always has um, premeditate and yeah. um, uh, read the glide path. Yeah. <laughs> it's and always, always started. Um, he started dead eyeing me with aim counters, and it's rude. Oh no, <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> so yeah. it's always like a one for eleven with dominate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 That card's really good. Um, but yeah, so we we have gotten a rune blade card. So if we get a shadow rune blade card, I I would be down for that. Um, mm. Especially because I like um, the preview that we got with Vantam Banshee and rune gating. I, th- I actually really yeah. like that mechanic. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like such a good sort of swing tempo mechanic. Um, being able to yeah. like it's a it's a fine attack on its own it's a three for seven which isn't much but then you know in the late game you banish it to um vincent's ability and then crack your um the gloves that make two rune chance vexing um, vexing quill hand yeah mm. then it's just free it's a free zero for ten <laughs> yeah yeah like that's pretty good, that's good. so I'm, I'm interested to see i would love to get uh to spoil more of the rune gate stuff i want to see where they're going with it yeah, uh, I am like waiting on bated breath to see my spoiler. I will say that it uh-huh. is on July. The only thing I'll say right now is that it is on July first, and that it is a shadow card. Any other information? I'm not sure that I can d- divulge. I haven't seen the card yet, but there were more things said to me in 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 the email, so we'll see. But I think it's going to be a big card. I think they gave me like a big lore relevant card. Um, and yeah. uh, you'll. We'll just have to see. Um, I'm excited. I, I hey, I'm as excited as the listeners are right now to see what the hell my card does. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I want to see it so bad. Um, get give me, give me, give me the card. Um, so you know, maybe, maybe we'll see as I go to refresh my thing. It, it, it won't be today. I, I'm pretty sure there's. 
I'm pretty yeah, sure they have the weekends off. So it's like, yeah, they're they're off on the weekend almost certainly, and that's fine. I'm 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 down for that. The good news um, is is that New Zealanders are in the future. So tomorrow on Sunday will be their Monday. So we might actually see it tomorrow. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, we're all we're all still waiting for for our cards, and it's going to be um. I did a little tweet earlier, you know, about saying that you should still be grateful for the fact that you're getting the card and all this, and you know, you have to make your, you have to make most of the resources and time that you have in order to release your video, etc. I don't think, you know, you don't think you should be moaning about the fact that it's out of it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. You just have to just you just have to get on with it. If you do have a card, you don't know what it is. But I actually like the challenge. I like the fact that I've only got oh shit, I've only got three days to release my video. What do I do? Uh, <laughs> I love hey. that. I love. <laughs> I love that chaos. I'm, you know, I'm a chaotic individual, but I'm, there is such thing as order and chaos. But there we go. I'm not sure if I like the the challenge exactly, but I I also <laughs> realize that Alex is probably like stressed as hell and mm. like exactly yeah yeah my 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 heart goes out to Alex in this trying time. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I assume there's a lot of pieces at work here, a lot of things at play, and. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just hope he's doing all right. He's like he's like the yeah. only guy, as far as I know, who who does this. Like, unless they've hired so, someone yeah. someone else. But he's like the you know content creator liaison guy. I don't know exactly his uh, job description. Hey, Alex, if you're listening to this, you want to come onto the podcast and talk about this? Um, yeah, let's. You're, you're more than welcome. We should we should get you on. It'll be a really fun uh, discussion, not just about <laughs> spoiler season, but just kind of like about about what you do. But any mm. any anyway, yeah, I, I imagine this is like the most stressful time of the year for him. And I think Dust Till Dawn in particular is probably an extra stressful set because it is Flesh yeah. and Blood's 10th set. So it's kind of like this big marquee landmark set. And it's this big mm. lore relevant set that James White has been like, oh, everything has been leading up to this. There's all these side stories. But the main story of Flesh and Blood, and he said this at the at the 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 one two juice interview, but the 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 monarch story is like the main story currently in flesh and blood and all of the other side stories kind of like add to it, but this is kind of like their main thoroughfare. So yeah, I, I imagine there's a lot of pressure on him too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Alex. I mean, uh, obviously there's been a lot of reports from people that attended pro tour Baltimore that he was absolutely running around like a madman, making sure everything was running smoothly and updating the blogs and all this. Uh, so I'm sure he's doing as best as he can to 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 get the creator cards out as soon as he can. But um, well, just do what you can with what you're given. That's it, really. Well, yeah, I also want to know that it's not just the creator cards, right? I'm sure he oversees all of the interactions with like the the news outlets that are also showing cards. Oh, you know, God, like, yeah. like like IGN, Dragon Shield, yeah. all of like these big companies and outlets. So it's not just like us creators who are just getting like a card. I'm sure he's yeah. like. He's doing everything because he did that tweet that people, uh, I can't remember what they were expecting, but he was like, give me a couple hours. And then in a couple hours, he posted that article that had, um, you know, stuff about Dust Till Dawn in it. So it's like, he's doing yeah. that. He's doing all the stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's that really. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's loads of, loads of stuff going on, uh, with regards to, uh, content. So one thing I wanted to, one, one thing I wanted to shout out was, uh, Fresh and Buds had, uh, our good friend Kale on, uh, mm. to hit, to nice. the podcast. And they did a, they did a fantastic job of just recapping all of the lore up until this point. It was like a, it was a longer episode for a Fresh and Buds thing. It was like an hour and 45 minutes oh, wow. and that's yeah. down to, 
down to kale just literally going into all aspects of the law up until this point which i, I didn't i don't get to read all of it but it was nice to hear it from him because obviously he's very good at articulating that and obviously we've had him in the dungeons and dragons thing which is going to be coming soon as well oh yeah um so um yeah i was, I was yeah I was, it was a great listen so definitely go and check it out but um yeah, yeah all the lore up until this point has got me into sort of speculation mode uh with regards to a few things which might not have been mentioned they probably have been mentioned but i just want to bring them up again before we get all the spoilers to see if we can get any shots or cold shots correct um yeah but yeah i uh so if, if if you're listening if you're listening out there and you watch my channel uh, I did like a Lork recap video that was only like 15 minutes long. So if you like that and you want a more in-depth one, go ah, check nice. it out. I definitely did not spend an hour and 40 minutes. I spent like 15 minutes kind of going over <laughs> the, the key beats and how like uh, the characters from Arya like ended up in. Well, they were supposed to end up at, at Everfest, but we kind of skipped that part. We never got the lore drop about them being in Everfest. Um mm. And then supposedly they somehow met up with Bravo at Everfest, and now they convinced him to go uh, to Solana or whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, the one the one the one article I didn't I didn't actually read at the time, and it's quite an old one at the moment. Is that Morlock Hill battle? I didn't actually read all. Oh, I didn't even read. Yeah. I didn't even read all of that recent until recently because obviously it's there so is good. an article. Yeah, there is an article uh, which came out on the sixteenth of June, which was a Dust Till Dawn lore recap. Um, yep. So obviously it gives you all the links to the stories and stuff, and the Morlock Hill one just blew my mind because obviously Dorinthia goes like Super Saiyan in it, and I'm just like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, there's something I've talked about. So Morlock Hill, cool things that happen. Uh, spoilers, yeah. by the way. Minerva Temnus dies mm -hmm. or gets pulled. I don't remember exactly. She either dies or gets pulled into Arathiel. One of those two. Either way, she's gone. Um, yeah. Dorinthia has like this sudden burst of light power and she just radiates like light energy out and her dawn blade glows and like she basically turns super saiyan there's a big image of it and then uh number three the person she's fighting is a necromancer one million percent a necromancer um and then, necromancer confirmed and so like if you're interested in necromancer if you're interested in dory becoming a light warrior or maybe even a light rune blade i don't know we'll have to see um yeah. and uh and the like just kind of like the lore ramifications definitely check it out uh she basically runs the necromancer through with Dawnblade, but they uh just go back into a portal and disappear so whatever whoever the necromancer is they just go away so they're still alive um those yeah, are the, the rift the rift essentially closes doesn't it and they seal that rift and then until obviously there's a brief moment of respite between her and bolton as well and she's like yeah. recite reciting that all of her battalion have been eaten and all this sort of stuff yeah and then there's a pic there's a picture of the at the bottom of that at the bottom of that article as well which uh, which got me speculating as well but i didn't realize in hindsight that you know this is this, this is what was going to happen so if you look at this you probably won't be able to flash it up on the on the on the uh, on the on the video version but obviously, there's Bolton in in there with uh, with uh, Dorinthia. But in the background, the shadowy figures. You have got Prism and Shiana on the right, but also these other two figures in the background. It might just be generic person in the background. Like you've obviously got like, like a knight-looking character, and then another short-haired-looking uh, yeah. character as well. They might just be just random characters, you know, knight and someone else in the background there, mm -hmm. just as to fill it out. But you got Shiana and Prism in that art as well, which I thought was a nice little bit of foreshadowing to what what was to come but at the time we didn't have a clue when this was when this was released but obviously you got shiana and prism in that well, art there 
so beyond them. I will, I will mention this is where the kind of the idea that I, I think the first time we talked about this idea, at least on my channel, uh, was maybe with Steven as a guest. It might have been our old podcast, but we started to talk about this whole like Avengers level thing because of stuff like this. There was this and then there was the big Aria article that talks about or the, the lore drop that talks about Oldham waking up and then they kind of like yeah. form, form this band of adventurers. Um and they are going out to seek allies to fight the old ones. And and we we talked about how like they're seeking allies to fight the old ones. Dorinthia and the people in Solana are seeking allies to fight the monastery, um, which is kind of funny mm. because because soul soul is an Aesir, um, which is <laughs> was what they're trying mm. to fight, but they don't know this. Um, but um, yeah, so was, we we were came coming up with like oh these these heroes are all going to meet up at some point and. This is Dust Till Dawn is when when they are all, all actually meeting up these two these two parties. Um, yeah. Though interestingly enough, uh, York the Bard was part of the party initially in Arya, and we haven't seen him yet in um, Dust Till Dawn. And I think there was another wizard lady also in the party whose name I forget. Um, yeah, it was in the um, the Tales of Adventure article, yeah. wasn't it? That's what the the article was called, but I don't remember the name. Um, yeah, except but, the wizard. Yeah, they also had a dwarf in their team as well, didn't they, or something? Maybe. I don't remember that. It's been a while I since, I, since I've read the whole thing. It's been like over, yeah. well, over, well over a year. But uh, I, just, I just remember Aldin getting really annoyed and breaking Yorick's loot because Yorick was just constantly <laughs> playing like this stupid tune, and then Yorick, Aldin yeah. just uh, just, yeah, <laughs> just destroyed it. It's just like shut up, <laughs> shut up, Yorick. You're annoying me. Um, but but, but yeah, uh, uh, the takeaway. Y'all should go read the lore. It's really good. Like you should, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, and there's I, a specific lore tab now, so it's easier than ever. <laughs> yeah, you just go click on the tab, and you can click on whatever one you want. It's great. Um, yeah, it's quality. And the the article, uh, well, obviously, Dust Till Dawn lore uh, lore recap came out on the 16th. So there's loads you can go for, go for on there. It gives you links to both the Solana Demonastry, Viserai's birthplace, and this is obviously another bit of speculation, right? So in this article. It goes through Viserai's story, Leviah's story, and Chain's story. So that tells me that Leviah and Viserai and Chain are all going to be coming back for the Demonastry team as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. Obviously, I think, I think they're all going to return. Although we haven't seen any, we haven't seen any shadow yet at all, have we? Really? So apart from Vincent, but I reckon Viserai, Leviah, and Chain will return. I don't know what will happen to chain in some capacity because he's living legend now but then so is oldham oldham got a specialization card i reckon chain will probably get one as well i reckon yeah. chain levi and viscera will probably get some i think levi will for sure oh um, yeah. yeah she's got you chain chain's interesting because like yeah he's hit living legend in cc not in uh blitz yet i have a feeling he will hit cc he will hit living legend in blitz very soon because it looks like I I would be surprised if Shadow Roomblade didn't get a bunch of nuts new new things uh, to make Chain yeah, yeah, absolutely disgusting <laughs> in Blitz and which uh, but anyway regardless of that Chain is a huge like major lore figure and so he may be LL but he's still a huge part of the story and lore he's not like dead or anything and, and in fact mm -hmm. he's he's quite yeah, exactly quite, quite the opposite so yeah yeah so I think and, I think they're still gonna be still gonna be hanging around and fighting in the lore to to a certain degree and again. Yeah, what were you going to say? I just want to point out one thing in the lore, <laughs> too. You mentioned Viserai. Yeah. Viserai yeah. is an unwilling participant 
He was dragged off of the shores. People suspect he might be a Volcorian warrior. We don't actually know much about his past. And then he was forcibly tested on by Lord Sutcliffe uh, and then jammed the Arknight shard into his chest because Sutcliffe had been doing that to multiple people and they all died because of it. Uh, but yeah. it, it, it worked for Viserai because he has some sort of latent affinity with Aether. Um, and so, mm. yeah, so so Viserai is like an unwilling participant and they basically used him to open up the a gate to Arathiel. If you look, if you go into the, if you look, watch the, read the um, Viserai lore, they basically used him to open the gate. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was behind like a giant mirror or something, wasn't it? He smashed the mirror and then that was the doorway to Iriathiel or something. I don't yeah. know how you pronounce it. In the, in the lore too, it also shows how he makes that. So his, his, his weapon of choice is the nebula blade, which is basically like this broken blade that has pure aether that fills the rest of the blade. Um, yeah. But he also, uh, they like, you know, they, they restrain him down and he break basically breaks free and starts just absolutely shredding all of the monastery cultists <laughs> with like his, with his bare, not bare hands, but his like clawed hands, you know, the grasp of the Ark Knight. And he's yeah, just his, rip, ripping his bare hands. He's ripping people <laughs> apart. And then he takes someone's spine and rips it out and it forms the, the reaping blade. So the, the card oh. reaping blade is someone's spine. Um, it's even, in, there's an oh. image of it in the lore article of him just ripping the, the, the blade out. That's uh, that's a bad day at the office. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah, a bad day at the office for that cultist. Oh, I, I think one of the last things, or one of the things that I took away from that was like, it was something like no more masters or something like that. It was one of the the key the key parts, and I believe it was either at this time or around that time that Lord Sutcliffe dies. Um, mm. That's why you. That's why you have the card that's Sutcliffe's head. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess he's. I guess he's not dead. He's just decapitated. Um, yeah, like uh, for all our magic friends, like Urza, Urza was just ahead for a while. Yeah, <laughs> also kind of a dick. So <laughs> there's a good parallel, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, lore is good. Go read the lore, man. It's great. There's yeah, some cool, it is there's awesome. Some, there's some cool stuff that I think people are just like a lot of people are really hyper focused on the competitive aspect, and you don't realize how awesome the lore is. Like, it's so rad. It is, yeah. And the, uh, yeah, there's a lot to latch on to in this game. <laughs> mm. Exactly. Um, and it's one of those things as well, like, if you go into the lore, um, you can sort of pick apart what actually might happen with regards to certain things. And that's another thing I picked out, which might not have been mentioned before, is uh, the fact that um, Sir Bolton is uh, empowered... By the blessing of Bologna, which is the yeah. new angel that was uh, that was released recently, uh, which is the Wartune Herald, and obviously, if you look at Bologna's card, it's just a light card. It's not a light illusionist card. Yep. So my my speculation is that Bolton's specialization, which has not been revealed yet, everybody else got one. The reason why it hasn't been revealed yet is because Bolton's going to be able to search his deck for a figment and awaken it, which is going to be the only angel in his deck which he could be able to do that with is probably mm -hmm. Bologna. So I reckon he's going to be able to search his deck for a figment, which is it's only going to be Bologna, and then awaken it so he can get the archangel of what he's empowered by, because he's empowered by Bologna, and there's loads of articles in the law which say this. Um, so I reckon that's probably going to be something like that for his specialization, which we haven't seen yet, for obvious reasons. I like yeah. That. I mean, that <laughs> seems, that seems like totally... 
totally reasonable. I don't have yeah. a reason to say no. So like, yeah, sure. Why? Screw why, you, as why the hell? Why the hell not, man? Well, um, well, that's my that's my cold shot for the the obviously when people are hearing this, we've got two days left before the light spoilers will hit us. Um, so that's my cold shot, and I can't say that I I don't have that card because I haven't seen it yet. So it is just a random speculation, uh, as we call it. Uh, yeah, spe speculation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hmm, I don't know. So my here's my here's mine, and this is one that I've had for a little while, and I might have mentioned it in a video or not. I don't remember. But mine is you have all these angels. Um, yeah. I think we're going to get a bunch of demons. Like we we have two we've had two big demons before and there was a word for that in the in the lore article. I don't remember what they're exactly called. Uh Embra. Like, yeah, Embras. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh which is an interesting word because it's very similar to like Umbra, which is like the dark side of. Anyway, mm -hmm. um you know, etymology and stuff. But um <laughs> I think we're going to get like a bunch of demons or at least a couple demons, right? We we've had yeah. Uh, Blasphemet. We've had Urser. We know about Nazareth in in the lore because uh, they mentioned that Nazareth is uh, Vincent's Embra. Um, oh, yeah. So Na Na Nazareth, the Soul Harrowa. Harper? Soul Harvest. I don't remember. Harrowa. Har Harrowa. I think Harrowa. I only I only know all this terminology because I've listened to the. Fresh and Buds thing, and I've read all the lore, you know, for this episode. That's the only reason why I know everything. Wow. And you, you came prepared. My, I, came, I, I came prepared today because I'm trying to trying to do a podcast with little to no content. <laughs> oh, we got we got lots of dust till dawn content. Hold on, let me let me, let me find exactly. But, um, Ur Ursa Soul Reaper, Blasmafet the Soul Harvester, hmm. and then oh wait, I went I went past it. I went past it. Then the Soul Harrower, I believe, Soul is what Harrower. she's, uh, or it's called. I'm not sure. I think it's a Harrower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is the Soul Harrower. 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 It's a weird, Harrower. it's a weird word. Yeah, Vincent yeah. lurked into the shadows by the longings of Nazareth, the Soul Harrower. And, and so many more, led by visions and nightmares to the gates of the monastery and the beshadowed Embra domains of Erathiel beyond. So, mm. yeah, we have, this just is word association, basically, on my part. We have figments. We know, we know that figments exist. We don't know what they do, but we have figments. What if there's a Runeblade equivalent? Because you just mentioned nightmares, and uh, there was another word, but nightmare is the one that I latched it, onto. It said visions and nightmares to the gates visions. of the monastery. To the beshadowed, beshadowed visions. Ember. Hmm. Possibly. All I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the next line is the one of the lines that I really want to harp on, and this is why you know I'm I'm like I don't I, I don't know if I'd say I'm, I'm all team to monastery because they definitely kill a lot of people, but uh, it says yeah. see, seeing soul as their opposition to true freedom in wraith. The denizens of the monastery have launched previous attacks against Solana, and then it goes to blah 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 blah. So it's like they 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 firmly believe that soul is. Um, uh, basically, like enslaving humanity, or seeks to seeks to enslave humanity. Mm. I have such a weird equivalency to 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 draw here. Yeah, um, there is an anime that I'm currently watching that basically has that as a plot line. 
where the main character is actually a necromancer who wants to live a peaceful life, but because <laughs> there's this order of like holy and and high heaven people that see him just being a necromancer, they assume that he's like evil, even though all he's trying to do is help out children to make sure they don't die prematurely or whatever. It's called <laughs> uh Dead Mount Death Play. Um I've never heard of this. What? Yeah. Is it is it is it really good? But yeah, it's basically taking that a concept of like the the shadow people are the bad guy and the light people are the good guy and flipping that right on its head kind of like what you're mentioning there yeah um, I, I gotta, but for anybody who's listening that's heard of dead mount death play um yeah it's, um, it's pretty solid so like <laughs> i got i gotta know bill is it an isekai it that's kind of Answering that one way or the other is kind of a spoiler. Ah, okay, <laughs> fine. I what does that mean? I've, so an also, isekai is a story yeah. where someone from one world gets transposed into another world. A lot of the times, there's some sort of like loser in like the real world, and then they die or get whisked away to some fantasy realm where they have superpowers, and they're like, it's yeah. like this kind of like power fantasy uh -huh. thing some there are some uh, isekais that are subversions of that where they're like you know they get whisked away and all they want to do is like farm or whatever like yeah well, like um konosuba is, konosuba a, is a popular common, one like uh, there, uh, subversion of the genre i mean there's so many there's this konosuba that's like a comedy one but there's like re0 or re0 however you want to say it um there's like a ton of like really popular uh isekai um it's it's like so prevalent that almost every fantasy anime out there, Overlord is a is a yep. is isekai. So like there's, if I see a, a fantasy anime that's not an isekai, I'm like, ooh, interesting. Yeah, which is the <laughs> the other funny thing. I don't want to I don't want to harp on the point of anime too much, but um, something that is very noticeable when you're looking at like anime lists for things to watch. If any of them are like have titles that are like twenty words long, it's an isekai. Probably, Guaranteed. yeah. Like, like actually a hundred percent success rate. It, it's it's either an isekai or it used to be a light novel um, of some <laughs> yeah. sort. Because here's a here's a random fact for today: the reason that the light novels have really really long names is because they don't have a lot of space to describe the plot of the novel like on the publication. So they, they, they try to make it as descriptive as possible in the title. So that's why you have oh. names like, uh, you know, I was a banker and died in the real world. And now I'm a spider in a fantasy land or something like that. Like that's <laughs> like, and then people like short, shortcuts to be like, Oh, that's the spider isekai or that's the slime isekai or whatever. Yeah. Um, these yeah. all exist. There is a spider isekai. There is a slime isekai. Um, the slime one is actually very popular as well, but um, yeah, that, that um, time I was reincarnated as a slime, I think it's the yep. full name of it. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's so wild. there it's, is uh, anyway, long story short, there is an anime that I've been watching that is also kind of a recommendation <laughs> um, that is relevant to the type of storyline that we're talking about and sort of theorizing about, which I think I've sort of agreed with Kel for a while on as well, like soul it looks like the stereotypical good guy and chain mm. like looks like the stereotypical and plays like the stereotypical bad guy. Um, but I, I do feel like there are things in place that they're trying to set up for us, like to switch the script and be like, Hey, by the way, soul is actually like just a bunch of overzealous, um, like 
you know, they're crusading essentially. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're definitely, oh, they're, it, I'm like hundred percent convinced they're setting up for a, for a, for a heel turn. Like it's, it's going to be like, Oh no, 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 they're actually really bad. And I have a feeling that also like the Aryan heroes, like uh, Lexi, they're going to be like, Oh, Oh damn. Like, are we mm. fighting? Are we fighting for the the wrong team, or maybe maybe both teams are are bad and they they figure out a a better way? But um, yeah, there's gonna be yeah. there's gonna be something because obviously it's like if you look at if you look at trilogies, right? You look at Star Wars. What happens in Empire Strikes Back? The Empire beat uh, the the rebels. Luke so gets his hand cut off by Darth Vader, and then he yeah, makes his exactly. He's like no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a massive there's a there's a massive revelation in that uh, in the second in the second installment, and then it all resolves in the third. So that where there is going to be a cliffhanger as such um, on this on this thing, and it's an interesting point because how is this going to end this this second installment? Because obviously we know it's going to be two or three. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, three three episodes, obviously. Um, but yeah, how is it going to end? It's going to end either with a big heel turn, like you said. Or the shadow are just going to completely obliterate Solana, and then everybody else who's not involved will have to team team up, like all the ninjas and all the like Azalea and wherever, whatever, where everyone else is, is going to have to band together maybe to to sort it out, perhaps. Well, well, so. I I think they're they're how, how do I put this? I don't think they're setting up uh, the monastery to be the bad guys like currently they, mm. they look like the bad guys but i don't think they're the big bad guys i think they're setting up mm -hmm. the aesir to be the big bad guys those are the big yeah. world ending threats and that's what that's mm. what the monastery is trying to stop they're trying to stop the aesir from like basically controlling humanity because they're like this you know un uh, ungod i don't want to say ungodly they're kind of like godly figures but they're like they're, they're this otherworldly threat that is like so strong yeah. that like lovecraftian yeah. <laughs> yeah like they're like the the towering figures that are like skyscraper you know height that you just mm. can't fathom actually fighting you know you can't see dorinthia run up and like start slashing the dudes like the like the aesir's toe or something unless you have like yeah. the, you know a kratos moment where kratos is just like climbing up atlas you know <laughs> yeah <just> slashing <laughs> at his nostrils got, she's just got two yeah. dawn blades one in either hand <laughs> dawn oh, blade that. and dusk blade and now she's a light <laughs> yeah. light shadow she's light and shadow and she's like going up it obviously by the way i just i just called it light shadow for 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 episode three of the monarch trilogy we're gonna have light shadow mix um light shadow cards yeah call, random twilight random, cards twilight oh. cards Twi yeah twilight <laughs> cards <laughs> wow. that's, that's my shot shot in the dark we'll see yeah um you heard Where it every here. card is in foil because they want to be a glittering vampire you heard it here yeah. first there's not enough vampires in flesh and blood by the way but anyway um <laughs> uh, well i, I want to cold that's cold shot number three vampires actually, next I actually want to see vampires in the Savage Lands. Here's another. That's another thing. I want to see vampires in Savage Lands, and having to be like yeah. these pr these primal beast vampires. Um, anyway, um, yeah. here, my other lore but, bit before I move on is hmm. I, here's here's my here's what I'm going to suspect, and I I have no idea. Once again, I have not seen my spoiler card. I have no idea, but all I know is that my spoiler card is on July first, right? Um, I think that a monastery from the timing of the spoilers if they're following a narrative arc it feels like all of the light cards are being spoiled first and if all mm -hmm. of the shadow cards are being spoiled second that kind of gives me a hint that the shadow might win 
this fight for the second for yeah. for, for dust till dawn it's called dust yeah. till dawn and it, you're like oh the the light just has to 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 wait out the night until the dawn arises but i have a feeling that i have a feeling the shadow might win just based on when spoilers are um yeah that's just that could be yeah well they that that could be it. It could be the that could be the end of it. Is you know when they do the thing, when whatever happens happens. That's when that's when the cliffhanger will will happen in the law. And then obviously everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen next? Um, do we need do we do we need more allies? Do we need to do this? Do we need to okay. find Riptide because he's a beast? <laughs> okay. Unless here's my other thing. Unless that's what starts to happen, and then. Prism actually beckons Soul into the world because her adult card is called Prism. Isn't it like Prism Beckoner of Soul or Summoner of Soul or something like that? We actually know what her adult card is called, mm -hmm. and it is something like that. Awakener it's, of Soul, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Awakener. Awakener of Soul. And so maybe the final thing is that Prism summons Soul down to to destroy the demonastery forces, but now Soul is in the world um yeah that would be a cool narrative beat to be like yeah. okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna call down my deity my god and then the god like arrives into the world and is just like uh no i'm just screw gonna you all everything <laughs> like, who yeah. are you screw yeah. you all yeah absolutely. So, and everyone, be really and cool. everyone's just there on the battlefield like well there is soul but obviously it's not a good thing <laughs> i i got actually i just got a little bit of goosebumps thinking about it man like just imagine yeah. just like soul coming down and just like immediately like crushing the monastery forces but then soul's like looks at everyone else and they're like and it's just like kneel you know it's like yeah, yeah. like i own you now like kind of kind of thing yeah call calls for total subjugation like yeah <laughs> Oh, interesting. Oh, we done. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want I want to see the lore. Uh, I, and then and then and then we might give me our cards. Yes, please. We want to play the game too, not just speculate about it. <laughs> and then a rat ripped Riptide has, has to go to the abyssal depths and summon <laughs> Cthulhu, and then we have an absolute crossover event. <laughs> there I would You oh. joke, but there is a sleeping old one of, of chaos underneath the pits. Absolutely, yeah. Riptide an, goes the, down there. The Aesir of Chaos love, is underneath the pits. Yeah. I would love again if there was like a story beat of like, oh man, guys, we're being overwhelmed by the forces, and then Dorinthia turns around and calls out, "Who has living legend points?" And then Riptide <laughs> is like, "Yeah, yeah, baby." Quick, get all the living legends, and like Starvo shows up. It's not Bravo; oh. it's specifically Starvo, and yeah. then like like Oldham and. Bri Briar's kind of in the background because she, she's not quite living legend yet, but she's real close. Yeah. She's like, I'm here. I'm here, guys. Yeah. It's like chain for them. And little did we know in that set, us three turn up as well as living legends to fight. Yeah, out yeah, the, we're there. Uh, the oh, Aesir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're, uh, we're, we're just there. Yeah. <laughs> please, <laughs> please include our likenesses on cards for the final set. Oh, my God. That... I won't even ask for royalties. I'll that just would be ask for a free version of the card. That would be insane. Yeah. That would be insane, actually. <laughs> low key, uh, low key as a content creator, that is one of my, one of my uh, goals. I don't even call it a goal. Wish, uh, dream that um, yeah. me or my channel is somehow referenced in some way someday on a card. Doesn't even have to be me. It could mm -hmm. be like. It could say like Rogues Gallery in the flavor text. It could be a reference just to th something, but like, yeah, 
that that would be the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Um, when you've had such an Im- such an impact on the game, where they where they do that. Um, yeah, exactly. Because like, th- there's a, there's a kind of a funny side side. This is a little side thing. This is definitely not intentional, but I think it's hilarious that um, so. People out there know the professor from Telerian Community College. We're going to talk a little bit about magic real quick. Uh, not 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 too long. But in one of the most recent magic sets, they released a card called Telerian Contempt. And the second I saw that card, I'm like, I don't know if this is a reference to the professor, but it, yeah. so- it sounds like what? Because he's like so contemptful for a lot of the things that Wizards is doing these days. Um, I kind of wanted yeah, to get what, to, happens, sign, though, to, sign a, to sign a foil one. I'm like, Oh, prof, sign this foil to Larry in contempt for me. <laughs> he's he's a friend. I don't I don't have any signatures of him, which would be kind of weird to ask, but maybe not as a joke. I don't know. We'll see. Well, so I mean, I think I think the, the the community and the creators and everybody that's behind the scenes doing you know what they want to do and showcasing their passion for the game it is a massive reason why it succeeded because everyone was behind each other and you know everyone's. Oh yeah, fantastically lovely and everything. So that that could be, you know, it could be a thing in the future that they recognise that, and they all they already do, to be honest, with the creator kits and all this sort of thing. And yeah, but um, yeah, it's a massive reason why it's so good. It's because everyone's everyone's so passionate about it. So I'm currently working on like a Flesh and Blood references video, and Flesh and Blood has actually referenced re- real world people multiple times. They're mostly oh. people that James White knows. Or who are big members of like uh, New Zealand communities? So like everyone, the, the the biggest one people know about is uh, Genus. What you need? Uh, Genus is actually Gene Bumby. I think maybe is, it might be his real name. Um, mm. There's also a reference if you did not know this. Stony Wootenhog is a reference to a gentleman I think who might have passed away named Tony, and he went by the nickname the Warthog. Um, oh. So there's there's actually like I said I've been working on this. It's a lot of research, but and uh, just talking to my friends who are from new zealand um and who who know james yeah. and crew but um i'm compiling like a list of references there's like i'm not sure yet if i'm gonna include all the magic references because there's like so many names that are the same names as magic cards and i can't tell oh, yeah. if some of them are references yeah. and some of them are just coincidences some of them are definitely references but some of them are just like mm. I, don't, I don't know i don't know we'll see but i, I definitely know there's are 100 references to both wrestling and other card games that aren't mm. magic, like uh, you uh, universes or the universal fighting system or whatever it's called. I don't know. There's like two games that sound like that, but anyway, yeah. anyway, mm. um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, that, that, that's that's all I had on on the docket. Essentially, just speculation and everything. Speculation. That's one of the words that we've made up here on the podcast uh, in the last in the last year. I might add, it's, nearly, well, it's been mm. a year or so. Crazy times. It's when um, you speculate but... on specializations. Yeah. It is. That's right. Specializations, and we are masters of it. I might add. Uh, but yeah, hold me to the uh, the the Bolton the Bolton uh, idea of Bologna, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, yeah. So we've only been recording for about forty minutes or so, so we could chat a little bit longer. So I had this idea. So I was, okay. So I'm preparing for my spoiler card. I actually have no idea what my spoiler card is. All I know is that it's going to be Shadow. So I've been I've been listening to a lot of music to kind of get me in the mood for this. A lot of my spoiler videos are like pseudo music videos, and that's just because mm. I I kind of want to give you like some immediate vibes, some just kind of like 
a little bit of lore, a little bit of just like inter interesting vibes. And then bam, here's the card. Cause I know some people are just like, give me the damn card, right? They don't want to see like <laughs> eight minutes of lore and then me just talking. So I'm just like, typically when I do my spoiler video, I want to show the card at least 60 seconds in. So I'm just like, here's some cool stuff. So anyway, long story short, I've been listening to a lot of music and I've been listening to uh, one of my favorite bands uh, called Camelot. They're like a power mm. metal band. Uh, amazing operatic vocals. Love Camelot. Camelot with a K. Um, and one of their older songs that I like is called Descent of the Archangel. And it's um, not what you think. Maybe if you're a religious, you might understand the that immediate reference. I'm not a religious person, but uh, I love the vibes of the song. The song is about Satan, basically, because mm -hmm. he is the archangel that descended or um, that fell from grace. And the song is so, is so metal. It's so, it's so awesome. <laughs> he's like, he's like talking about like, he's like, um, he's like, speak my friend. Oh, what is that? Called? I don't remember how it goes, but he's like, um, he's like, you know, I'd come disguised in angel wings in white. Like he's talking about like, he's like, I can make your dreams come true. Um, anyway. So like, it's an awesome song. It's, it's so metal vocals are great it had me thinking wouldn't it be awesome if flesh and blood had some parallel between that like one of the angels falls from grace and so you have like this shadow angel like this we have ursers kind of got like these shadowy angel wings but i'm talking about like a straight up one of the one of the heralds is like mm. they fall from grace maybe even like like the prime the, the main herald like uh herald of erudition um and like she falls and she becomes like a, a shadow angel that, that would be so rad um well there is a there is a there is a play mat isn't there of like um i don't know what the card is or can't remember what it is but it's like it's like yeah. a it's like a figure with with angel wings it's not a demon though it's like a so, almost like wearing like a cleric -y outfit so yeah we, play mat. yeah we, we talked about this in a chat with kale and kale thinks that is actually the the first grand magister of solana uh who's called the devout uh after they turned on solana and made it a monastery and then became they became known as the apostate so oh yeah the, yeah. the card is called requiem of the damned um we don't know what the card does yet uh, we've only seen the playmat art and um kale and i think kale's right too on this i think that's actually the apostate currently in the lore yeah. um the apostate fused themselves into the into the monastery, so they basically are part of the monastery, and it's the reason why the monastery was ripped from the plane of reality, and they kind of exist in like this weird limbo space. Um, yeah, and then also at the same time, we we've seen Urser, and Urser has angel wings too, so they're like they're like feathered angel wings. So I think the demons can just have the angel wings too. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, the wings that this dude has could just be like you know similar to Urser's wings. I mean, Urser could have been his his embra um but uh here i'll I, I pulled up pulled up for those uh watching out here uh yeah so here here's the dude yeah oh yeah and so yeah that that's what kale suspects is the apostate um which is also super interesting for the lore this is one, one of the reasons why i think that uh soul and solana is is quite quite evil is the first grand magister of solana the person who literally founded solana made the religion made everything denounced soul and was there and was uh excommunicated and all of his apostles were murdered uh after he denounced soul why would someone who literally 
founded the city, founded the religion, like denounced Soul. That's probably because he realized that Soul was not a good being. Like I think he realized, oh shit, yeah. like Soul's a Aesir and is is bad. And then that's why he founded the monastery. So yeah, it's like it's it's super interesting. Um, yeah, that could that could that could all come full circle as well, couldn't it? The apostate could come at the end and be like, "I told you so," sort of thing. Um, what? what uh, yeah. I, so yeah, like I said, the apostates currently like incorporeal. They don't. They they're fused with the monastery. They don't exist mm. as a body. Mm. Like their energy exists in the monastery, but other than that, we haven't really heard word of them. Maybe they. You know, maybe it's like a Lord of the Rings Sauron kind of thing where they can maybe take shape later or something. I, yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how it works. Um, Unless the building of the monastery comes alive and suddenly uh, you're fighting absolute. <laughs> uh, wah, 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 it turns into like a giant uh, robot. <laughs> absolute transformer. Yeah. And then, and then just comes Shadow of the Colossus. Demon another an, another magic reference. Uh, that's basically what happened to Yogmoth. Yeah, yeah, kind if of. If anybody uh, understands that reference, <laughs> I, yes, Yogmoth became like Death Cloud. Like, there's a magic card. He called became Death. a building. Yeah, like, oh, and also like, like the other things. Like, he, he uh, the card. I believe the card Death Cloud in Magic shows yeah. Yogmoth. I think, I think that's Yogmoth. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah there's anyway. also a newer card. Um, I always keep wanting to call it Yogmoth's Bargain, but it's it's obviously that's a much older card. No, bar but there's one. Bargains the pay one life draw card. You can't draw yeah. cards during your, yeah. your upkeep. Uh, that card's busted. But uh, no, there's a, a more recent one from like Dominaria United or whatever that set was called, where you Ooh. think because it, it looks like it's somebody in the middle of a sort of like a an expanse, and there's a building at the end of it. I know you're somebody in about. the foreground. It's the legendary. And you're like, spell, oh, okay, well, that's Yogmoth, right? And then you find out that Yogmoth is the building that this guy is looking at. It's, oh, right. uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one of the legendary spells, I think, right? Yeah. It, it yeah, has, yeah. it has Gerard from the Weatherlight. He's all tiny, and you can see yep. the Yogmoth face mask, like on the middle of this massive wall thing. Like, I, I love that fact. I love the fact that Yogmoth is a building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very amusing to me. I, I like Yogmoth. Um, Yogmoth's cool, but uh, any, anyway. Well, there we go. Any, anyway, yeah. maybe the anyway. maybe the apostate is the building. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he but, definitely definitely is currently. He is he is the yeah. building currently. Um, That's right. But um, anyway, uh, I want to see a fallen angel. The... Give me give me a cool, dark. And this is not just me wanting a cool goth angel, but it also is that. Um, give me oh, yeah, cool that. fallen angel. Also, make her look awesome. Yeah. 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 Don't make me do it myself. I'll do it. I'll commission someone to do it. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. We did have a um I completely forgot to mention this actually. We did have a we did have a new card spoiled on Twitter from Mara recently, which is the illusionist, new illusionist mm. card, which we have which we haven't actually Ooh, mentioned yeah. on uh podcast prior, which is the Lost in Thought card. Yeah. Which this... is which is speaking of magic, it's basically a thought seize. You just rip a card mm. from hand. So <laughs> I initially thought this is thought seize, and then I was like, it's kind of more like Vendillion Click, actually. Actually, actually, yeah. it's more like Vendillion Click because they get to replace the card. Um, yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's a little bit better than Click because well, it doesn't attack for whatever. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to read it, as go for it. We can we can discuss mm -hmm. we can discuss it. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, the art is awesome by Carlos Cruchaga, one of Bill's favorites. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Lost in Thought. It's an illusionist action. Blocks for two. It's a red, and it, obviously you play uh, you play it for one. So it costs one, and it just says look at the uh, target hero's hand and choose an attack action card. If you do, put that card in the bottom of their deck, and they create a ponder token. Go again. Illusionist action. So all of the illusionists currently can use this if they want to. Mm-hmm. It's a red. Yeah. Um. um... I have heard a lot of people talk about this being really good in Dromai because it's a red. Uh, yeah. It gives all your dragons go again because it also has go again. So you can play this and, you know, do the, the red shenanigans. You can pitch this to get Ash. Uh, but also people were saying that you can use this to look at their hand and then see if they have any poppers and then take the popper. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's true. Um, and so, like, on, if you have a bunch of dragons out as Dromai, this seems quite good because you can play this, you know, pitch a red or pitch something play this give all your dragons go again and then also make sure that you can still attack with them um and be and be safe about it so in dromai specifically i think this is quite good um in other illusionists i don't know bill i mean like do you want to play this in your prism deck i don't know like maybe um it is good to clear the way for poppers but it costing one is already pretty awkward for the the specific version of prism that i play which i think at this point i don't have to keep making that distinction if i'm talking about prism (laughs) talking about my stupid aggro prism um but uh but yeah like i do like the fact that it takes the card away until their next turn basically yeah um like they don't immediately get a card back so it's it's different from like phantasmoclasm where they would get the card back and they can potentially draw another popper right away yeah um Oh, and, wouldn't it be uh, so sweet if Phantasmoclasm did the Ponder instead? It'd be such a better card. It'd be yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, that card would be really good if it just gave a Ponder. Um, I, I've always wanted that card to be good because I saw. So, like, I mentioned Vendillion Clique, and uh, Clique is actually one of my favorite cards of all time. Just any card game, I fucking I, mm-hmm. I love Vendillion Clique, and um, I've I've always wanted Phantasmoclasm to be as good, and it is not. Like, it is just not which is this actually now that i'm thinking about it this might actually be fine in my deck because it it would go better in a version that cares more about um attacking with unbuffed things like heralds um Mm. because obviously it doesn't do anything on the turns where you want to go like transmogrify into a snatch or something like it, it it ends up just being too many things that you have to juggle but if you're just looking for like attack with um like Wartoon Herald, or if we get more Heralds in the set, which I think we will be getting. Depends on if we get more efficient so. ones like that, uh, ones that don't cost two. What, but... watch, watch you get like three drop Heralds instead. Uh. <laughs> uh, three for nine. We have too many of those already. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, I guess actually, yeah, we don't have... We have a lot of illusionist attacks that cost three, but specifically not heralds. Most all, of them cost two. All of the heralds cost two, except for Wartoon Herald, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so it could be interesting. It would be better in a version that doesn't care about the um, the buff combo type dealy, um, the like A plus B combo that it works towards. I yeah. don't hate it. Um, again, the fact that it takes the card away for like a while is actually kind of interesting um i do like it mostly in dromai though just it being a red card that turns on your your go again oh yeah that's why Um, they that's why they gave it to mara because she was the queen of the red line dromai which is which is makes sense as to why you should you would give it to mara you know um i i actually think it is a little bit better than 
it appears because the ponder token pops at the end of your opponent's turn. So it mm -hmm. does keep them off a card for the whole turn. And if, so here's the thing, like they, they don't actually, so if they, if they are going to arsenal a different card anyway, so like say they have, if they keep one card in their hand and they want to arsenal that all that, all it does then is it gives them the option to arsenal a different card. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. actually replace the card unless they use their entire hand. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And if they, it's, it, yeah, it's interesting. It, this type of hand interaction and just the knowledge that you get from it is something that should not be discounted, um, especially in Flesh and Blood. What? Because if you're able to anticipate what sort of line your opponent is going to go for on their turn, in addition to clearing away a thing that might interact with you on yours, like, I, I know a lot of people have been saying that it doesn't feel like a super impactful card, but like, any amount of hand interaction, especially targeted hand interaction, is like pretty strong. Um, yeah, if you get the, it, weird. It, so I was, just, I was just gonna say, yeah, if you know what's in their hand as well, it makes your turn and the sort of adding up the value of what your cards can potentially do just a lot easier to sort of build, like sort of uh, sort of tackle the puzzle that's in front of you. So if you've got that information, I think information revealing is is very powerful in some in some cases, mm -hmm. as you're about to say. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's also like being able to anticipate what is going to happen and play accordingly um, yeah. is, is, is worth something for sure. Yeah. It's also really interesting with uh, people who play with like uh, the codices and stuff that does ponder anyway. It like having additional ponder tokens is like fine, but like, you know, it's like diminished, like the more. Mm hmm. The more you yeah, have all up, it really up, does up is give you options instead of giving you additional value i mean like um and the options aren't like super relevant unless the card you're arsenaling cares about being in the arsenal or is like mm -hmm. a defense reaction because like if you have two if you have two cards and you're deciding which one to go in the arsenal and which one to keep in your hand like the only considerations are like you know do i want to pitch the card do i want to block with the card or is it better from arsenal it's not like you get an it's not like it gives you an extra card to play with. Uh, you still yeah. have the same number of cards to play with. Um, so, yeah. like, any any ponder beyond one, you still get the same number of cards. You still got the four-card hand, you still have the one-card in Arsenal. Um, you just get to pick a better card to be in your Arsenal. So, I don't know. Uh, it costs yeah, one. About... It blocks for two, though, too. It costs one and blocks for two. Yeah. I, it's, I wish it cost yeah. zero. Maybe that's too 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 degenerate. <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh, I wish it just cost zero, man. I mean, yeah, uh, zero cost red go again. Um, that is also like hand interaction. I think is is pretty strong for Dromai. I I actually no I actually do think <laughs> I do think it's much more annoying than it looks. I think when when people play against yeah. it, it's going to be super annoying because it literally does rip a card out of their hand for a whole turn. Like, yeah. They don't get like, it back until it the also, end. It also impacts their ability to hit you back immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is relevant. Like That is relevant. I think another mm -hmm. way to think about this is in context of, like, the codices, right? Because the codices also rip cards out of your opponent's hand. And people see how strong that effect is, right? Just making them discard a card or put a card from their hand into their arsenal or whatever. Like, it's, it's a good effect. Um, mm -hmm. This one, you don't get all the other cool stuff that codices give you. 
and maybe maybe that's a, a good way to think about it because like a codex a codex gives gives you a, a ponder gives them a different token and then also takes a card out of their hand um mm-hmm. where this one you get to pick the card that comes out of their hand and then you then you give them yeah. a little a little buff and also the code codices are zero cost that's just making me think how how pushed the codices are they're they're really good oh my god they're really good <laughs> they're so good um, yeah. like because think about the yeah the more i think about in 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 terms of this card hmm yeah i don't know i think i think this card yeah. could have probably cost <laughs> could have probably cost zero but um, no yeah. it, i just I would, I would hate sorry carry on <laughs> no it's all good i was especially because of your reaction to it uh yeah i feel like this card does kind of hose um rangers quite a bit yep you read my mind <laughs> yeah because especially how Take i've been playing arrow. as yeah he usually has like one arrow and then a bunch of buffs yeah. oh <laughs> and he's like yeah this hand is good i can work with this oh 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 i know uh... that, that's why shakedown and surgical extraction are such spicy cards against ranger it's just like Hmm, I'm gonna choose red because oh, check down. I choose red all the time because you only run red arrows. So let me take a look at your hand uh, and make you make you get rid uh, of an arrow. Uh, yeah. Um, Absolutely savage. It, the funny the funny yeah. thing is I'm 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 in such like this leaning towards very degenerate mind space with assassin because like I want all of my cards to do that now. I want all my cards to like let me look at your hand and take a card. Like that's so. It's so good. Like, give me more of that. Hey, Brian, Brian Gottlieb, who's definitely not watching this podcast an hour in. Um, give me more cards that let me make my opponent discard cards as an assassin. I want that to be assassins like thing. I want to I want to take cards from them. No, I- Brian, if you are listening to this, don't give Cal that, please. Thank you. <laughs> take things away from Cal. Uh, take things away as much as you can. Yeah, make it <laughs> make make it Blackjack's Tavern. And then anytime an assassin or ranger attack hits an opponent, you're gonna look at their hand. <laughs> oh my god! I literally choose, a, choose any number of cards <laughs> with different names and discard do them. Not, no, do not hire these men. <laughs> <laughs> choose. Oh, hey, I'll balance it a little bit here. I'll ba- I'll balance it. Choose a choose a card cost the card cost and then they look at their hand and then you pick a card of that cost how about that so you choose yeah. like any any card cost zero one two three four five six seven eight nine ten all the way up to i don't know 11 or whatever the highest is like 14 What's the highest uh, 14 pul- pulverize? i think, pul- I think yeah. pulverize is 14 or yeah, something or no it attacks for 14 it costs 10 so anyway choose choose that and then like you get to pick the number so instead of the color strip and then and then you get to and then you get to, to do that. Actually, I think that I think that effect is actually sweet. Uh, I, it's way worse than Shakedown because yeah. Shakedown let, mm. just lets you pick a color, and so you're just like red, yellow, blue. So, I, hey, free design space doesn't have to be on a landmark. It can just be on an attack. Uh, how, how about a how about a three for seven that does that? There you go. I'm I'm slightly more on board with it being a three for seven. <laughs> three three for seven on hit. Choose a card cost. Look at your opponent's hand, and then choose a card of that cost, and they have to discard it. Like that—that's like way harder to hit than. Uh, it's way harder to hit than shakedown, where shakedown is just like I pick red, um, or if you're playing against guardian, you pick blue. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
But uh, choose, anyway, choose, anyway. choose, choose any, choose any number, then search the opponent's deck and banish all cards of that number. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. You're 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 talking like uh, what's it called in Magic? Uh, I think it's actually called Surgical Extraction in Magic, where you yeah. where you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you remove all copies of the card from their deck. Yeah, you banish a card from their graveyard uh, for two life, and then you get to search their hand and library for any remaining copies of that card. You can tell Bill's a degenerate magic player because he said for two life and not that it is a Phyrexian black mana to play. He's just like, I'm not paying mana for this. I'm not not paying mana. If you're listening, anybody in in, in listener land, if you play magic and you've played with the card Surgical Extraction, have you ever cast it for a black mana? (laughs) Well, hmm. Okay. No. I don't. I don't play a lot of surgical extraction, but I have actually cast um, uh, the 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 one that you get to look at your opponent's hand. Uh, it's what is it called? Oh. It's a Phyrexian blue. You look at your opponent's hand and you draw a card. Oh, Cataxian probe. I have actually paid for Cataxian probe. So that's wild. That's the craziest yeah. thing I've ever learned about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it used paid to be mana for Cataxian probe. My well, <laughs> yeah, it was just a situation where I just I just had the mana and uh, I didn't have any other use for it, so I just paid for it. I, I used to play. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I guess you might as well. I used to play uh, uh, Blue Black Reanimator in uh, Legacy. Hmm. Uh, Legacy Blue Black Reanimator. Wow. So good, good stuff, oh, man. Blue Black Reanimator. You get just, um, back then. Uh, it was just it was either Iona or Gristlebrand. You just slam. Grissy B yeah. or Iona, uh, you just like uh, you can uh, turn one uh, in tomb. So you you, you go you go Lotus Petal uh, Swamp, and then you go in tomb, and then reanimate whatever it is. And so you turn one, you get your Gristlebrand or your Iona, and then yeah. you just force the will whatever the, uh, they if they do anything, you just force the will it. Um, my my favorite reanimator target still has to be Inkwell Leviathan because um, it's just <laughs> oh, big <yeah>. and dumb. <laughs> hey, if if you want to get like personal favorites a chroma angel of wrath is my mm. favorite beautiful card i have a foil i have a foil a chroma in in one of my commander decks that i still play with even though she's not as good as other cards she's she's beautiful anyway um <laughs> ma- magic corner but yeah enough, magic about, corner. enough about magic again well but, i mean like uh, i think there is a little bit of thing we can there, there's some things we can gain about talking about magic for a little bit because uh like i Flesh and Blood doesn't exactly copy magic design, but you can definitely tell that they're influenced by it, especially when people mm-hmm. like James White and uh, Brian Gottlieb are people who are making the cards. Like, there has yeah. to at least be a little bit of, even if it's not, like, super conscious uh, design decisions, they have to be, like, subconsciously influenced by games that they've played before. And I know Brian Gottlieb and both, you know, and James White as well are heavily influenced by magic because they oh, play, oh, yeah. played magic there, you know, forever. So I think yeah. talking... Talking about this stuff is like there's a little bit of value here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> give me yeah, more, so give before, me more discard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we close off, uh, we're gonna we're gonna head to the mailbox for this week. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so so we do have a email address. That's uh, the Living Legends Podcast at gmail.com. So uh, email there with all your thoughts, comments, and questions. And this week's uh, thoughts, comments, and questions come from Phil W. Um, so, uh, Phil W, thank you very much for your submission, and everybody else who is uh, who's, wa- who's listening or watching this far in the future uh, of the uh, of the pod, definitely email us with any thoughts, comments, and questions. Phil Wright says, "Hello, Living Legends podcast crew. 
I heard the call for emails at the end of the last episode and thought I'd reach out. I'm pretty new to Fab and found your podcast while attempting to learn more about the game. You all do a great job highlighting the latest news and sharing speculations. Have you covered budget deck building in the past or have any recommendations for content on the topic aside from Commoner? I will likely remain a casual player but would like one or two decks for Blitz and CC each that can at least hold their own at my LGS. Are there any heroes that lend themselves better to this? Keep up the good work. Thanks, Phil. Um, so, yeah. Deeper CC or Blitz decks, what are the recommendations for that? I would say dash immediately in Blitz. Yes. Well, even in CC. Yeah. Dash and CC as yeah. well. Yeah, um, dash yeah. is not really that expensive of a deck the only expensive piece that you would really find is um Teclo heart boundary heart but yeah. it's not even like a necessary thing if you're just going full boost and like um it, it makes like your 50 dollar deck into like a 150 dollar deck so it's like mm. it's not even that that much um yeah it is like it is probably the most expensive part of a not very expensive deck and, overall and and um, you know Teclo Heart also like is a card currently that I think will see a huge price spike once we finally go to metrics. Like once we finally mm -hmm. get the mechanologist set, like it's a card that's going to be way more expensive in the future. So like, yeah, if you if you want to do dash, that's yeah. a good option. Um, um, Steven Diamarmada just did a video about that, uh, like a budget. Uh, well, not even budget, just like a a CC dash list that is like cheap. Um, yeah, well, there, there's there's a bit a bit of content you can go check out, Phil, for uh, for that. Was you gonna was you gonna say something, Bill, as well? I'm just trying to think of other heroes. Other that heroes, really yeah. good to uh, a budget stuff. Ira is like so close to being a good budget hero, especially in Blitz. But they the power the... bump that she gets from Mask and um, CNC and E Strike is like actually not irrelevant. Like so... the ma mask is the big one. Like I think you yeah. can get, I think I think you can get out of not using uh E strike and CNC, but like mask of the pa uh mask of momentum is is huge. And correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, did they bask ban mask of the pouncing links in in Blitz? In Blitz they they certainly did. Thank that, you for that fi. That that's <laughs> the biggest bummer because if they didn't ban mask of the pouncing links, you would have a legit like tier 1 banger blitz deck. Mm -hmm. Um that was like super mm. cheap, probably like less than 50 bucks if you didn't put in um, E strikes like, yeah, like all the all the equipment is like common or majestic and mm -hmm. uh, you, all the majestics in the deck are like super cheap because like no one ancestral empowerment is like a three dollar card or whatever. Um, yeah, it used to be like 10 plus dollar card, but yeah, now it's like three bucks. Um, Ninja's not in on Vogue right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's. I would also probably say Dorinthia is a good budget option. I think that deck can really hold its own yeah. and the pieces aren't expensive. Um, so you don't even really like need um, Brave Forge Bracers. Like it's just kind of a nice no. to have. It just gives you an additional oh, two life basically. Just, uh, like, yeah, just run the other one. The, 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 yeah. the gold, the gold gauntlets. I can't remember yeah, the name of the gold. Yeah, run those. Yeah, Gallantry Gold is yeah. totally fine. You don't like, even need um, like Courage of Bladehold. Like that's for more of a like. Oh, Cur Courage is like ten bucks. Like it's it's a cheap. Yeah, if you if you wanted to spring for it, then like sure. But like I think you could even just get away with anything else. Really. Oh, you could. Um, your equipment set is super cheap. Like you can do uh, the 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 helmet like Helm of 
dead eye sharp, eye. sharp eye yeah yeah even even a, even like a cold foil of that is like a dollar yeah. like yeah. it's <laughs> helma sharp eye gallantry gold um the courage of blade courage. hold and then your brave Forge, or your uh, your boots a uh, refraction bolt yeah. it's like 15 dollar yeah. equipment loadout like yeah you're good to go. You don't even need two thirds of it is is just the chest piece. <laughs> and like the thing is, is yeah. like and then the deck itself is not expensive. Like they're, um, they're they're quote budget options, but they're not actually like budget options. I think there's arguments to be had that like like gallantry gold or um uh brave for uh not brave for bracers bracers the the courage of blade hold courage of blade hold is like you know you can argue that it's better than tunic and blitz right like. Yeah. I think yeah, it's an you argument. you very infrequently get a second resource out of tunic in blitz, um, which also leads me to say if you don't want to have if you don't want to get um, courage of blade hold like again if we're looking for like ultra budget, um, blossom of spring is a great chest piece yeah. in blitz in my opinion. I actually oh, okay. really like blossom of spring. Um, um, I, I, I'm actually a, a major fan of uh, vest of the first fist. I think vest of the yeah. first fist is like oh in dash is very good as well. Vest is very good in dash. Like, yeah. So I, I just, I just released uh, maybe a little while ago. The video didn't do as well, and this is probably why you don't see a lot of budget content because it just doesn't do as well as like normal like deck text. But I just put out a Lexi Blitz budget list, uh, budget video, and the deck is eighty bucks. And I feel mm -hmm. that I would be very comfortable bringing the deck to like a skirmish, and I think, I think I would do pretty well. Um, the, the yeah. only like real budget considerations are um the helmet so i i'm not running um i'm not running a legendary helmet i'm running the um mask of malicious malicious manifestations which i think is actually like pretty good um mm -hmm. we're not running new horizon so that that's the big thing new horizon is like a 200 hundred dollar card um but the yeah. mask of malicious manifestations is great because it lets you basically replace any card in your hand or any card in your arsenal for an arrow because it, it basically yeah. um you uh you yeah you activate it you destroy the mask and then you I can't remember what you do with the card you either you put it on the bottom of your deck and then you reveal cards on the top of your deck until you hit an attack action card so it's actually a way to make your three of a kind turns better because you guarantee that you will get an attack um, which is great um, and yeah, then other sort of like a get out of jail free card yeah and then and then other than that uh, the only budget considerations uh, so I'm not running Codex of Frailty I'm not running Premeditate. And I'm not running uh, E Strike, so those are the other three cards in the deck that are that I run in my normal version that are very expensive. Um, and then instead, we just run um, Codex of uh, Blood Rot and Inertia, which I think I in the video I go on over on this. I think they're actually really, really good. I think Blood Rot is actually insanely good in my Blitz Lexi list. It is a no fuse list, and it's so good because. Yeah, it takes a card out of your opponent's hand. They have to put a card in their arsenal, from their hand into their, into their arsenal. Gives them a blood rot. Yeah, gives you a ponder. Yeah, all good stuff. But the best part is that you get to put any of their cantrips that you have into your arsenal face down. And the cantrips are cards that when you play them from your arsenal, you get a draw card. Um, and the fact that you put it face down means you can use Lexi's hero ability to turn it face up. Give your opponent either a frostbite if it's an ice card or give your next thing go again if it's uh, a, a lightning card. And then you play it from your arsenal and then you draw a card and replace itself. So it's like this, like you, it's, it's just super, super synergistic and it plays so well. Um, and uh, yeah, 80 bucks is the list. I think it's really good. 
and you're still yeah. running you're still running three of a kind you're still running rain razors you're still running like the most powerful cards um and like we took out the e-strikes and we put in snatch instead snatch still incredibly good and you can still give snatch go again from your um snapdragon scalers and you can give it go again from your uh, cantrip turning the the lightning card face up um so i think the list is really good and it's 80 bucks so mm-hmm. that's yeah. my that's my self self shield Le- lexi's the hero that i played the most in flesh and blood and uh i was like can i make a lexi deck like less than 100 bucks that i feel that would be like actually competitive like i didn't want to make just a budget list and be like here's budget like good luck right i wanted to make like a good <laughs> good deck like that like could compete and i think it competes uh pr- pretty mm-hmm. well um so yeah yeah, yeah. um the other oh. thing I, I will say about about budget decks Remorse, is remorseless, um, too. remorseless also was cut because remorseless is expensive too but yeah remorseless is just still randomly expensive because it's, like, it's, it's just like a 50, good arrow it's like 15 to 20 bucks that's my yeah. first up that's my first upgrade by the way instead of getting easter egg or anything like that get remorseless it's a mm-hmm. bang banger arrow but anyway um but yeah i will say and I, I've said this uh, on numerous occasions, but uh, Flesh and Blood is a game that rewards knowledge of your deck and matchup, like, I think a lot more than most games. Um, like, somebody with a with a, a thoughtfully made, but, like, technically, like, budget or whatever, less optimal deck still has, like, a pretty decent, if not good shot against somebody who has the most optimal deck but doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, I um, Mm-hmm. Or even if they're like a good player, but they don't have experience in the matchup, if you have the experience and you know how to like, you know where your uh, pressure points on your opponent are and how to manipulate those and, and get the best value out of it, like that is, I think, more important um, overall. Because like legendary equipment is really good. Don't get me wrong. Like Crown of Providence, that card is $300 and it's $300 for a reason. Stupid well, not crown. really. But <laughs> yeah. I've, I've mentioned Stupid, that like... Crown. I, d- I don't like cards being that expensive, but it makes sense lot. that there is this much um, demand for the card. People want to get it because it is like actually quite good. But over, you know, games um, over a larger sample size, like it will just come down to percentage points. Um, like yeah. there is a universe in which you just needed the life. You didn't need the tuck. So you could actually use um, like Arcanite Skullcap and it will give you one more life even. Which is um, which is kind of cheap now, which is hilarious. It's which like, is, yeah, which is ironically now the budget option. Whereas a couple of years ago, that was not the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I, you know what? I agree yeah. with you like a hundred percent. And I just want to say that I think the only time, uh, this is like a straw man, straw man argument. I think the only time mm. that it actually matters is at the highest levels of competition where, where yeah. both, where both players are very good at the game. They have you know, intimate knowledge of all the matchups, all the decks. And that's where the little, the little corner case things matter, right? That's when like yep. Yep. The, the little incremental things matter. And if you're, if you're not at the calling or like, even at the calling, you, you, you don't have everyone at the same level, but like, Unless you're like at the pro tour, right, or the world championship, I it, it it'll help, but like how much it actually helps might not matter all that much. Um, so I I agree with what Bill said. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, if you're just playing like um, uh, like they had said, like if you're just playing like as at a casual level, um, then yeah, it, optimized equipment loadouts and e strikes and CNCs and whatever, like they're powerful cards, 
but I don't think they're necessary to play the game. Yeah. Uh, and if you do want to play a little bit more competitively and actually go to armories and stuff, um, there isn't quite that level of really cutthroat, like, you know, having to keep track of your pitch and having to keep oh. track of, you know, the all the information that your opponent has and trying to glean information about their deck. Like, that's stuff that does help you win games, but it is only necessary for, like, like Cal said, the the tip top of the competitive scene. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's no mandate to play like that and to you know to have to buy the most expensive cards. Um, yeah. Skill is skill is very much a, a factor in this game. Flesh and Blood is a huge skill intensive game. I, it's like yep. much more than a lot of other card games uh, because some other a lot of other card games, Magic included, and uh, I've been getting recently. Checking out this game called Alpha Class, which is like a superhero indie card game. It's really cool. But um, those kind of games have like these big, big splashy moments where you can swing the game around, right? You know, in Magic, you have like your Crater Hoof Behemoths. You you have stuff that you can just be like, boom, here I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you now. But Flesh and Blood sort of has those moments here and there. But it's like most of the time, it's like incremental chipping over time, where it's like this slow gain. You can you can have moments where like someone just absolutely gets dumpstered but mm-hmm. most games of flesh and blood are like these slow little intricate things you know it's uh it's it's really funny that you mentioned that um did you uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say because i actually mentioned this on uh when i was being interviewed by the guys over at the ip2 podcast i don't know if you listened to that or not and it's fine if you didn't not but yet. um that was one of the things that uh felix had brought up that was like you know, overall, um, the player base just seems a lot more mature on average in terms of like emotional maturity and being able to deal with stuff than players in like, yeah, but like, at least personally for me, that rings true. Like I've played in Yu-Gi-Oh events, I've played in Magic events and people can be like it's compared yes. to that that is the comparison i i agree I, I agree with that yeah. yes as, as someone that is who's, the comparison that we were drawing i i have played <laughs> competitive magic and Yu-Gi-Oh ever since i was like middle school i played i played both and i've seen yeah. the gambit of everything i've I've, I've, I've i've i have beaten people in magic where they literally cried like yep i yeah and i'm just like yeah sorry <laughs> like I'm, yeah I'm not, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna concede you lost like like yeah i beat you so yeah yeah it was actually um, actually at um super series it was at actually at like a like an event event that mattered yeah the person i played against was around my age and i might i must have been like 11 or something at the time mm-hmm. but uh just like and like i'm just like that's I'm, such a he was he was so he was so he was so upset too because i was playing this weird ass rogue deck um and i'll oh yeah i was playing this i was playing a it was it was a it was a black red like sort of control discard kill deck and i killed my opponent with a card called caustic tar from odyssey so this was this was odyssey block constructed and caustic tar is a six mana enchant land that gives the land tap Target opponent loses three life. And so my my goal was to enchant my lands, like several lands, and then kill them with my lands. And so I used uh, stuff like um, uh, um, uh, the Faceless... Is a faceless butcher. Um, that's yeah. the the nightmare. Oh, yeah. I use faceless yeah, butcher. Yeah, 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 I 
very I used a lot of uh, discard effects like duress and that kind of stuff. A lot of kill spells, and I would just kind of control the board um, and then kill them with my caustic tars. And it did pretty well, like because <laughs> um, like no one ran like enchantment removal or like land destruction so i just as long as i could stick one down and control the board like it's just inevitable i just i would win yeah it's just um, lightning bolts <laughs> the way the way that i thought about it is it was like millstone so this is another strategy that i played at the time mm. too it was blue white mm. mill um and you literally played millstone which is two drop tap two tap it mill two cards and i'm like it's it's like six drop but to activate, I could just do it for free. So as long as I can play the card, um, you can just start doming them. It's like Millstone, but quicker. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, and so he was like so upset that I beat him with this like jank ass, um, <laughs> like rogue deck. <laughs> he just broke down. Uh-huh. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I was saying that with uh, with Felix and Shay over at IP two. And uh, they mentioned, like, you know, on on average and compared to other um, gaming communities, uh, the flesh and blood player base is like kind of surprisingly mature about things. Um, Again, it is still a gaming space. So there is like that does still happen. Um, But my experiences with that have gone down to basically near zero um, compared to when I was playing in Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic events. But um, yeah, I just sort of had a a thought that immediately popped into my head when we were talking about it. And I was like, well, maybe like Yu-Gi-Oh and magic has a lot of like exactly what you were saying, Kel. I I actually am on record saying this, but Yu-Gi-Oh and magic specifically, those are the ones that I personally have experience with have those flashy moments where it's like, Oh, I killed my opponent in one turn. I got all the things off. I did the things that my deck was supposed to do. And then I killed them with this thing. And it was so cool. You should have seen it. But in flesh and blood, you just get like incremental advantage over the course of a game you can yeah. have those games where you just have that flashy, like as attacking me with like, a, I don't know, 26 attack arrow with dominate um, yeah. that discards my whole hand and then kills my family. Unless you buzzsaw trap that shit. Unless I do that. <laughs> oh, buzzsaw trap. But, uh, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's less about the big splashy plays and more about sort of incremental like methodical play mm-hmm. um so I, I, I don't know and i was like i don't know maybe there's something there and they were both like that's actually a really interesting thought so yeah 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 i mean like I, I think about card games a lot and you know flesh and blood is my main focus is you know i think i think about it a lot and yeah i mean i think it's 100 percent true that yeah like like bill said there's corner cases one that i can think of is like the viscerai otk kind of thing where you just kind of build up a bunch of rune chants and then you just Here's like 40 rune chance, you know, kind of, kind of deal. But uh, I think it's also why Flesh and Blood, a lot of people feel that it's a more taxing, like mentally taxing game because you have all these like micro yeah. Oh, yeah. situations of like incremental things. Like, do I want to take one damage here? Do I want to let the on hit effect? Do I block here? Do I use my equipment here? Do I pitch this card? And it's like all these things that I think lead some people to think that the game is like hard. And, you know, I think it is to some degree. But I think it's like this, it's this interesting thing where it like, I think it clicks for some people, like some people's minds just work in a way that it just clicks and it makes a lot of sense. I think people who are good at, I don't want to do this blanket statement, but I think people who are good at math or who enjoy math and arithmetic might really enjoy flesh and blood. Cause it really is like this, you know, nickel and dime kind of game. And like, for example, um, I taught my partner, yeah. Robin, how to play flesh and blood, um, way, way, way back before arcane rising when LSS sent me like the original, 
hero decks, the welcome decks. And um, she picked up the game very quickly and she understood it very quickly. And I think that's because one, she does, she's never played, she's played magic like once or twice, but she, she's not a card game player, uh, like a magic player. Uh, and two, she's very good at math and very smart when it comes to that. And so like, she had no problems picking up the game. In fact, she beat me the first couple times before I under like I I grasped some of the concepts because I I was playing Katsu and I was like these Kadachi suck, um like why do these stupid Kadachi why why do I why would I attack with these stupid one Kadachi when you could attack me with because she was playing Dorinthia I'm like your weapon's so much better I got these stupid little butter knives anyway I realized <laughs> I realized how good the Kadachis were but um yeah I think I think Flesh and Blood's super yeah. interesting in that regard it it definitely operates in this different brain space than a lot of other card games where it's like i don't want to like talk down to like people who play like magic or other unit based games because there's a lot of stuff but for some part like some people can just kind of like especially in commander just kind of like turn off like yeah and you're just like i play some stuff and then i attack you with all my things like i play the things and even like higher level magic you're like i play some elves and then i tap my elves and i play crater hoof behemoth and then i attack you like it's not it's not like block for three, take one here, block for block for five, take take zero. You know, it's not it's not that it's just like elf, 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 elf. Uh, am I am yeah, I, am I dead? I have two life. I don't care. Attack you with everything. Like Yeah. Constantly having to reevaluate your play is is one of the toughest parts of, of flesh and blood, honestly. Um because yeah. yeah, if your opponent like just attacks you for for five, and it's like, well, I don't need all of the cards in my hand. I can use all of the cards in my hand, but is doing that worth more to me than blocking with one additional card yeah. or blocking at all? And then you're running through multiple scenarios of like, what happens if I keep this card? What happens if I keep this card? Or you're yep. playing against mm. a brute and it's like, okay, well, if I want to block, what if this gets intimidated? Or like, what if these two cards get intimidated? Yep. And 100%. Oh, it's just a series yeah. of it's just a series of little mini games isn't it you know you say your mm. you, your your opponents use their entire hand to to attack you this turn you can then decide all oh, right yeah i'm going to take this damage i'm going to throw a little salvo back but i'm going to arsenal card so in this case i'm one card up against them and therefore i might have the advantage next time round uh, mm -hmm. if i take this damage it, and all this sort of thing so there's so many intricacies in it it's and, just fantastic and even like I can, I, cause I talked about it earlier. I used to play legacy, uh, reanimator. I actually have a modern reanimator deck too. And like that, a lot of people would guess like, okay, once you get into the older formats, there's more cards, it's more complicated, it's harder. And I would argue like, no, it's not, it's not as like compared to like flesh and blood because playing my legacy reanimator deck, it was very straightforward. It's like, I just reanimate a big dude. And if I get my big mm -hmm. dude, I'd, I'd use their <laughs> ability and draw a million cards. And I don't care if I'm at like three life. I just have a million cards. What are you going to do? I just force it. Well, whatever you whatever you do that like you do anything it's just like whereas flesh and blood's like this super mentally taxing thing you're just like mm -hmm. oh am i gonna am i gonna put myself behind on tempo if i block with these cards so should i just take the damage or should i like you know block it out so i can you know keep my life in in, in a, such a way so like i'm not threatened later in the game um not saying magic yeah. isn't hard magic is magic is very hard especially you know the people who like play, play like uh, at pro tour and all the, all this kind of stuff. But, mm -hmm. um, what I'm saying, it's like a, it's a different kind of mental load. Um, and I, mean, I think that's why a lot of people like flesh and blood too. Like you're, you're always, you're, you're always like in it. There's no point in flesh and yeah. blood where you're like, don't have to think about something like 
If it's your turn, you're thinking about sequencing your turn. If it's not your turn, you're thinking about blocking or, you know, setting up for your next turn. You're always thinking about, like, what you're going to be doing. Um, and if you're not, then maybe, maybe you should be. Like, maybe that will help help you be better at Flesh and Blood. Um, exactly. So, but, yeah. Um, to, but, yeah. Uh, uh, to bring it back into the question. Um, yeah. Learn your deck. <laughs> Play Dash or Durinthia. Right. Um, check, I check was going to say, cheer, cheers, cheers, Phil, for your question and entire podcast episode today. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good, like, 20-minute discussion on it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, Dash, yeah, for sure. Durinthia, for sure. Check out the DM Armada video uh, about uh, the Dash, because he put out a, a CC one talking about Dash. And then uh, you can check out my video, too, talking about um, Budget Lexi Blitz. I think I called it something like Budget power or something it's one of the the in the last two weeks that i did um which unfortunately didn't perform as well as i would have liked but i think it for a couple different reasons i think it's the first iteration i put money i put a money value in the title and i was like you know maybe that affected how youtube pushed it out and then also i was mm -hmm. like maybe people just don't like uh budget lists and then then i was thinking you know maybe maybe my thumbnail sucked so i changed all of those things um <laughs> and it's still like an un underperforming video so go check it out yeah. you know if you like the budget content uh like it maybe comment because like i don't have a lot of incentive to do more budget stuff because i was just like oh no one's no one's gonna watch it um, but yeah but it is like a relevant part of the game um that's like a, a central topic that a lot of people like to bring up is like you know flesh and blood has these expensive um like chase okay. cards so that are fully playable Okay, I, I want to mention one thing about this because I, yeah. I think this is something that is worthy of noting. So my actual Lexi Blitz deck. So I have it. I have it here in this lovely academic. Um, my Lexi Blitz deck is like fifteen hundred dollars. If you, according to February, it is a very expensive deck. Um, the budget list, the eighty dollar budget list, I think is only like a couple percentage worse. Like, and even mm -hmm. then, like. I don't know. You could you could debate. So my point with this is like I'm running Eye of Aphidia in my deck. I'm running a, a Plague Hive signed by Mark Poole. I'm running, you know, Cold Foil, um, <laughs> you know, New Horizons. I'm running all these really expensive cards. Like the, the three cards that I just named is are close to like a thousand dollars by themselves. Eye of Aphidia is like a five hundred dollar yeah. card. New Horizons like two hundred something with the Cold Foil. And then like Plague Hive still like a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, you don't need those cards like mm -hmm. to have a playable deck. Like those were some easy cuts because I was just like, you know what, don't don't need them, J just get out of there. In, in fact, the plague hive I just put in because I think it's cute. I think it's I, I just really like it and I think it's fun, but doesn't make your deck better. I, I I don't know. I think there's an argument to be said that it might make it worse in some in some respects. And so like, yes, cards are expensive, but like having all the expensive cards doesn't make your deck better all the time, and it doesn't make you a better player. No. Um. No. So my point is like. I'm I, like I said, I would be very comfortable bringing that eighty dollars list to locals, right? Um, and yeah, so like like I said, my my version fifteen hundred dollars. Um, but the eighty dollars version I think is like still very strong and just as good. You could still have the three of a kind rain razors turns that Lexi, you know, is 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 known mm -hmm. for. You could do you know random you know rain razors three of a kind bolt and shot bolt and shot you know um and just pop off and deal like 20 plus damage um 
My, my chess piece, I use uh, Vest of the First Fist for both lists. I actually run Vest of the First Fist in my $1,500 list. I do not run yeah. Tunic as my main because I found that, you know, Vest makes two resources on the turn that you really need it. Uh, Tunic makes one resource every three turns. And with the No Fuse Lexi list, the fa- you're probably not going to get to nine turns to get three resources out of it. So um, yeah. two, two is so- a good number. So. Yeah, so b- before we spend five hours on Phil's question, it is all about synergy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was basically, yeah. I, I just wanted to say, like, yeah. people can look at lists and they'll look at my list and be like, it's $1,500 or you need you need $1,500 to play. And my point is, like, no, you, you don't need $1,500 yeah. to play. You, mm. the expensive cards are mostly lumped into, like, three or four cards. And, like, yep. you don't need them. Like, you can You can play and you can even upgrade that list that I put, like, put another 50 bucks in it and it'll be, like, very close you put in put in the mm. e-strikes and the the remorselesses it's like almost the same you know um so yeah that's my point uh you don't have to spend a lot of money to to have fun with flesh and blood and to even like yeah. have good decks um exactly yeah so but um keep keep the thoughts co- comments and questions coming into the living legends podcast gmail.com and uh, we're gonna we're gonna close it off now with uh, with our with our socials and all that good stuff, and uh, expect to see us to do it all over again next week. But we're gonna know the spoilers next time we convene. I think we're gonna be in the middle of it unless we wait. We probably should wait for the next one, so we can evaluate it better. Probably. I'm just showing yeah. my, my mark pool, <laughs> my mark my mark there pool it is. play guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So yeah. Um, next time. We might have we might have some uh, some well we will do we will have some spoilers mm. to talk about including our own as well which you don't still don't know about I mm-hmm. we we still don't know about either. I imagine we'll probably the next podcast will probably be a recap of all of the spoilers so it'll probably be like yeah. a, a probably a dust told on spoiler recap we'll probably might even do like a top five like we did last time maybe we'll, each of us will pick five that we want to talk about particularly and we'll just yeah. kind of go go into that I think that would probably be a, those. probably be a good fun episode and those. There people 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 really seem seem to like those. So we'll probably record that like on Monday or Tuesday or something like that if we can if we can yeah. swing it. Yeah, because ours isn't scheduled to come out until the Sunday. So the day after we would normally film. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah my, so we can we can sort that out. I think spoilers roll out until the second, July second, I wanna say. Yeah. I'll have to check just check February. <laughs> if you if you're curious about when spoilers <laughs> Or drop in, just go check February. That also reminds me, yeah. I need to I need to tell the February people that mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, put put mine up." Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but it's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be fun. Well, yeah. Well, no, currently we are very, we're very, we're like, we're we are we are but but babes, um, unaware of what is about to befall us, because exactly, it's it's, it's yeah, at the cusp. I'm, I'm excited. Be sweet. We are right on the cusp, and uh, if you've got any last-minute speculations and all that good stuff, leave them in the comment section below because we are a couple of days away from the spoilers when you are hearing this. Um, so let us know your cold shots as well. And uh, yeah, so I've been asked from Go Again Gaming, uh, so Go Again Gaming on uh, YouTube, and then Go Again Gaming AZ on Twitter. Uh, I did post some ridiculous pictures recently, including me on the Cokes of Commotion art with loads of shoeys uh, going on. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I might even make that a token, uh, a token for to just give our events, perhaps just a shoey token. Um, but um, but yeah, Ooh. that's where you can find me. 
and uh, I'll throw it over to the next person who wants to take the reins here at the end because it's just been an absolute trying to fish it in all the time over the last hour or so. I, I love, I love how you uh, are becoming like the shoey guy. You're becoming just like yeah. the flesh and blood shoey guy. You're just gonna be known for the shoeys. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, wrong with uh, building no. your own brand, you know. You should, you should totally make the shoey token like a functional card. Like, make it into I, like. I've, I have been speaking about this, and so a couple of the people in my Discord think that I should be doing it as a this rounds on me attacks have minus one effect okay. tracker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so no, that could be good. So, so, so you put you put this out, and there's like me with a shoey like this, and it's just like attacks targeting you have minus one, like sort of thing. Hey man, uh, well attack targeting me have minus one. If you made that, I w I would legit include that into my pile of like tokens that I that I use for flesh and blood. I, I would use that That's for sure. Fantastic. So yeah, uh, I'm sure it I'm is done that. then. It's got the red zone rogue seal of approval. We're getting it made, people. I would, uh, I would too. Hell yeah. I'll draw this, uh... <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. If, I, if I ever if I ever use a this rounds on me on the Azalea Ringer, you can get out and I'll be like, oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Probably um, won't ever use it, but uh, but yeah. And, and he did say Red Zone Rogue, and that's me. Hello, I'm Red Zone Rogue. Right. You, can, you can find me at Red Zone Rogue everywhere. Uh YouTube yeah. and Twitter are the best places. Some people still message me on Instagram, and I'm like, good good luck. Good luck on that. Um and I yeah, I just use it to post random stuff. Sometimes I forget, but I try to keep up with it. But uh, you can find me in all those places if you'd like to talk to me. I also have my community Discord, the Red Zone Rogue Discord. It should be in the description of the video if you're listening to the podcast. Well, yeah, you know, tough, tough, tough luck. Tough luck on that. Mm -hmm. um, and then also stay tuned for the um, Living Legends Adventures in Wraith uh escape yeah, from south oh, yeah. episode one it should be dropping in the next couple of weeks or so uh we recorded our first episode kale uh, from dead summer art is currently editing it um and i'm not gonna like rush him or anything so we'll, we'll see it'll, it, it'll get done soon um yeah. and then while you're at it you know what go over to dead summer art and subscribe to him as well because uh mm -hmm. criminally underrated uh, flesh and blood uh, content creator talks about the lore of flesh and blood so if any of the lore talk this episode got you uh, piqued your interest at all go check out kale that's mm -hmm. art he's a good guy and i think last time i checked he has less than a thousand subs which is actually insane go subscribe <laughs> to dead summer art why does he have less think... than a thousand subs uh, more than a yeah. thousand people are going to watch this video go subscribe dead yeah. summer art Kale, Kale deserves the the recognition because just so driven, so knowledgeable about flesh and blood, so like, talented, especially like, as a DM. Uh, before yeah, before, I, before I pass this to Bill, I want to get real for a second. Dead Summer Art is one of the reasons that he he's one of the people who make me want to do better videos. His videos about the the lore are so good that I see them and I'm like damn, I need to step up my game and I need to, I want to, I want to bat at that level. And that has caused me to upgrade my, the quality of like my spoiler videos over time. If you go look at my early ones and you look at them now, significantly different. So he's so good that it makes me want to be better. So mm -hmm. like, seriously, go subscribe. Anyway, uh, to pass it to Bill. Because subscribe to Bill's channel too. And also as as well. But uh, yeah, don't, don't bother subscribing to minus garbage. Kale. Kale doesn't get enough. Uh, Dead Summer doesn't get yeah. enough uh, promotion. So no, he doesn't. Should, yeah, uh, as you should just reband to to go again. Shoeys. 
Go again, Shoeys, yeah. Shoey again gaming. every week. Yeah. Shoey again gaming. We bring you new <laughs> new and cutting-edge technology in the world of Shoeys. Oh, there's different shoes, different liquors in the shoe. And, yeah. Oh, wow, I could make a channel. So Here we go. I'm drinking brand. I'm drinking oh, I'm drinking coffee this week. Probably not for the next episode, but for one of the episodes, uh, we should definitely all just drink. Sh- I don't know about <laughs> shoeys. I don't know about shoeys because I don't know if it'll, how messy it's going to be with all the equipment and stuff. But like, we should definitely drink. Ew. We should definitely drink and get get a little uh, yeah. get a little a little, uh, little, 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 little action yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. I have had two. Um, I have had two Asahi's on the uh, on the podcast today, uh, but that's nothing in comparison to what I could do. But anyway, we're hijacking Bill's <laughs> outro. Bill, what you got, mate? Uh, I am, as always, Bill from the Spike Feeders. You can find me on Twitter at BillTSF. You can also find me on YouTube at the Spike Feeders Fab. We do live edited gameplay content. If that's something that interests you, you should definitely go check it out. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, sorry to say, Bill, I was rooting against you for the, the latest episode. I do watch your, that makes your, sense. your videos. <laughs> and uh, I saw Kaylee playing Uzuri, and I'm like, sorry, man. Yep. I'm rooting for Uzuri. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. And Kay- yeah. Kaylee... Kaylee's a lovely person. I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so that was a good one. Yeah, but uh, fantastic. Yeah, but until next time, we've been the Living Legends podcast, and uh, we're going to bring you our favorite cards next time from Dust Till Dawn. So stay tuned, and uh, yeah, we'll do it all over again next time. Yeah, see you around. And all that good stuff. Now, now I'm just thinking about episode ideas where we can get drunk. Hmm. <laughs> mm. Email us, email yeah. us uh, ideas about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good idea. Games. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Living Legends Podcast at gmail.com. What drinks do you want to see us drink, and in what format? Out of what container as well? I, Give us out ideas. Of what style of footwear. I, out of what container footwear? Whatever I, you desire. I only the only hard liquor I have is rum. I've got like three different kinds of rum, and then I have like some oh, socket. That's good. But I can't really get drunk yeah. off of socket. Oh, oh yeah, that's nice. I'm a, I can hold my liquor pretty pretty well, so I need I need to drink like some some hard shit to like get drunk. I'll do shots, yeah. man. I'll I'll do. It'll happen. It'll be fun. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> it will it will happen. It will happen. Oh my a, god! In a podcast or a video this year, hundred percent. Maybe I don't know. This might be insane. Maybe I don't know if this is against terms of service too. Maybe a dust till dawn like unboxing stream like we did for the previous set we had like the just the unboxing stream we're just hanging out opening packs yes. maybe that but also getting getting wasted but also drinks yeah yeah every time somebody pulls a majestic no hang on. oh dude we'd be we'd be Ooh. we'd be completely no, it's just take a sip take a sip every time somebody pulls a majestic if somebody pulls a legendary or higher finish your drink Finish your drink, yeah. Take, take Whoa, a shot, baby. Just, just straight up, take a, take a shot. Ah, <laughs> oh, that, that, that would be, that, that would be great. Like, you know, if you, it, like, what you said there, whenever someone pulls a majestic down your drink, that would be great in real life to do. I, yeah. As, I, as, as, a, as a video. I, I think this, a video or a stream would be a lot of fun. We could, we could do like, oh, yeah. if, if someone pulls a Marvel, oh, yeah. take a shot. If someone pulls a Legendary, finish your drink. Like, you can have like. All of all of this stuff baked in, and I think it would be super fun. And I already have a title for it. When you make good good YouTube videos, having a good title to go with it, and it's just gonna be like, "We got drunk opening flesh and blood cards." Like that's oh, just the, that's the title. It just it's it works. Yeah, Please. it's gonna and it's, and it's, and it's great because we're right, we're right at the end of the podcast, so nobody's gonna steal that idea, which is fantastic. <laughs> well, yeah, well now so, we're just talking to each other. If yeah. someone does do it before we do it. Then 
then we'll know that they stole the idea from us. Sorry, it's already exactly. to get drunk and open up my cards. <laughs> we want to be the first to do it. It's our idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'll oh, cut the yeah. podcast. That's it. That's done. Cheers. Shut-